it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. For America's climate goals, investing in clean energy adds up. But what doesn't add up is an additionality requirement for clean hydrogen. Additionality would put an unnecessary and inequitable burden on domestic clean hydrogen producers and have serious consequences for America. America needs clean hydrogen, but an additionality requirement just doesn't add up. Get the facts at cleanhydrogentoday.org. Paid for by the Fuel Cell and Hydrogen Energy Association. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here's your host, Sally A. Curtis. Good evening, good morning, and good day to you all, and welcome to another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. I'm very, very excited to be able to share our guest with you today. Today's topic is going to be called The Thirst Within. So for those that are actually new to the show, a little bit of background on me. Firstly, I'm a marketing strategist for speakers, coaches, and consultants specializing in content repurposing, which is the gift of turning existing existing content and collateral into new profits, into bite-sized chunks that help my clients amplify their voice, their message, and their impact. And today, our guest, uh, Shane, is also somebody that creates dramatic impacts for his clients. He's an initiated shaman. He's a two-time best-selling author, a mentor, a spiritual teacher, and very, very much a thought leader. His work is about helping people transition into their empowerment and believes that every person should be free to fulfill their unique and amazing purpose. He works both in the public and the corporate market and has bridged that gap beautifully by applying sacred shamanic teachings as well as delivering intuitive insights and that energetic edge uh, that delivers personal empowerment and incredible results for the clients that he works with. He's absolutely renowned for delivering results where others have simply failed. So can you please help me welcome to the show, Shane McClay. Hello, Sally. Good morning to you, as it's morning here in Australia and good evening to those folks in US. Thank I'm you. 
super excited to be able to be sharing your um, incredible wisdoms uh, with the audience today. And I know that you do have a very, very diverse um, background, but I'm not going to be the spoiler with the spoiler alert today. I'd love you to share uh, with us a little bit about your background as it relates to the journey to where you are now, if you could, please. Wow. Okay. I know, big, big question to start with. <laughs> Firstly, you know, um, I truly believe that we live in an, un, you know, we live in a universe that that is full of unlimited potential, and and that we too are part of that unlimited potential. So there are no limits. Um, I, I do come from a shamanic perspective. I, I find those uh, values and principles resonate very mm. deeply with me, uh, which is a big uh, contrast to my past. Mm. I. I have a diploma in theology and uh, I was actually a pastor in uh, the Assemblies of God many, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I went on to build and develop my own successful businesses as well. Yeah. I worked 10 years in television, uh, in marketing and um, look, the journey has taken me it, that, mm -hmm. through amazing experiences. I even did a one-year sabbatical out of my marketing career to work in the funeral industry because it was something I always wanted to do. Yes. Um, the common thread through all of that is me following my, my inner mm -hmm. values and being in tune with those and pushing towards living my best life. That's been mm -hmm. my focus um, with the responsibility of being a good citizen on the planet and um giving back to the common good so mm, that's that's, mm. that's that's the journey and i mean it's in a nutshell but uh yeah no that's beautiful yeah. thank you i did want to ask because what uh, around the um being the funeral director because that's an area interestingly enough i don't know whether it's us in the marketing blood or the people blood or whatever um but it's been an area that's actually fascinated me at different times so what was the prompt uh, for you, just out of curiosity, to 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 do that twelve months in that arena? What was what were you? What was the additional add to the quest that you're on? Um, I think I'd always had a fascination. I mean, you know, I, I come from a, a very spiritual place, mm. as we all do. Mm. But for me, I was very aware of that, and the whole death, dying, and what's next has always been one of my deepest fascinations so mm. to be involved in that process was something that i really wanted to dive into and mm. i considered it as a career in my early 20s but mm. other things came up and anyway while i was working in television one mm. of my clients came to me and said we would love you in our business you know the, the the role was business development manager they were expanding the business and they wanted me to come in in that capacity Mm. And I thought, well, this is something I've always wanted to do. So mm. I said, look, I'll do this, but I want to, I want to do every aspect of the funeral mm. director's role so that I can better understand the, the industry mm. and how then how to grow it from there. So mm. um, I went in with the, the idea that I could make a difference yeah. in people's lives in their, in their greatest moment of need and mm. to my... To the education of my of my higher self, I learned that I couldn't I couldn't deliver that because all people wanted were their, were their loved ones back, and mm. I couldn't do that. Mm. What I could do is help them say goodbye in the most you know in the mm. most honor, honoring way. So it was a good twelve months, and I and I learned more in that year I think than I have in 
any other 10-year block of my life. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's um, It's been an in, uh, an interesting, uh, when I saw it as part of the, the writing and, and your bio, it was like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. So thank you for sharing that. And I imagine that there was going to be great learnings um, as a result of that, which sort of doesn't surprise me. So that's um, that's been good. So also talk to us a little bit about um, the, I think what I've noticed um, in conversing with you and certainly uh, reading your books and sort of uh, delving into the background and doing the, you know, the research that I do, you've really, really bridged um, that gap um, of going, taking the energetic shifts, etc., that's going on uh, into the corporate marketplace. Now, you've been doing that for a very, very long time. And obviously, right at the moment, there's so much change. Um, and disruption and curiosity about, you know, what am I on this planet for? What is my purpose? So what have you been really noticing? Because I imagine you're sort of getting it all, uh, happening from all different sides because of the shifts that's going on in the uh, global perspective at the moment. Yeah, wow. Told you it's going to be deep today. <laughs> I guess there's, there's two parts to your question. Yeah. The first part is um, bridging that gap between... Mm energetic world um, and the corporate world well mm. I think I think it's important to acknowledge that from my perspective uh, as I said in the introduction we, we live in an energetic universe mm. there are there are things taking place all around us all the time that we can't always explain um, mm. you know, we, we've had religion and science which mm. I believe are actually merging together now like never before and that's the best thing for humanity um so there's an acknowledgement from science and religion that there are things beyond our understanding that we mm. just don't know um mm. but what what i do know is that we all come from uh, a place of um being connected to that whether mm. we realize it or understand it or not so bridging that gap is really easy from my perspective when mm. i look at everybody in that scenario everybody's got their mm. own story their own battle you know their own triumphs mm. and they're all just trying to do the best that they possibly can they mm. have their own hopes dreams and aspirations mm. and you know we all do the best that we can um, and we make the decisions that we make based on what we know at the time and it, it, it's a journey and and so coming at it from that perspective and being, I guess, uh, very uh, empathetic and compassionate around that and and acknowledging, you know, truth mm. uh, and understanding that, mm. you know, what you focus on and, and, and what guides you is what empowers you. So mm. being able to have those conversations in the corporate space. Now, okay, I'm a, an initiated shaman, so I come from a, a very different perspective, but mm. I also having a marketing background and and mm. i think i'm a pretty good communicator um being able to communicate those things in a way and in a language that people can respond and relate to i think mm. is the key and that is marketing one one yeah 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 brilliant and i think that's that is the thing you've touched on there it's the um, the relevance and in the it, I, my term would be the everyday language but I think we get so uh, caught up on clever language or marketing language or that's what I think I need to say because somebody else has said it language that we actually forget 
um, that, you know, it's all about what is relevant to them and what their language is, them being the client, etc. Now, one of the things um, that I was read when I was reading in your book, which really resonated with, with me, especially as it, um, as it relates to the world and that the world's fe feeling fatigued and adding on to what you've actually said around that relevance piece and that marketing 101, is that I think there's been a lot of uh, people, and I see myself particularly as we're following the gurus. And I know we, we were talking about, you know, listening to the, uh, to gurus is now over. Um, and there's also there's that element of, you know, that the guru ship um, shift occurring. But we've also actually forgotten that our clients are actually people. Yep. And you know which you know my marketing book's called heart marketing because mm. i wanted to acknowledge that if you want to engage with somebody there it is <laughs> there we are. if you want to engage with somebody do it at a heart level uh, i mm. remember one of my my mentors i don't know 20 30 years ago said to me the sweetest sound anybody can hear is their own name Mm. And I think, you know, if you want to go back from there and build all of your marketing or all of your communication on that very point alone, mm. marketing becomes a very personalized thing. And trying to, you know, in television land, you know, dealing with clients who wanted to have their message reach everybody and trying to tell them that that was an impossible task. You, <laughs> um, there are so many misconcepts and there are so many outdated concepts that people mm. are still trying to grasp. Uh, today we are in a new age and we're in a new age of, of understanding a new age of doing things yeah um, which is the second part of the your original question about mm. the world and the change well we have shifted into new energies and that's a little mm. bit woo for some people but look around you know take note things are shifting things are changing mm. and you know we all know in times of constant change it's the learners who inherit the future so nice. if you want to engage with people, treat the people as an individual, understand them, mm. know who they are. You know, look at Victoria's Secret. Mm. Uh, they have a whole profile on a, on a fictitious character called Vicky and mm. all of their marketing is to Vicky because they know that in the eight or seven and a half billion people on the planet, there are people just like Vicky out there. Vicky. Yeah. So they, they put a name and a personality to their marketing strategy. Some people call that an avatar, but, you know, mm. avatar is a little bit um, cliche. I, I prefer to, to make it about a person. If you person. want to engage with a person, know who they are. Mm. I think you've energetically, I've just felt that when you talk about a um, an avatar, you're sort of almost talking about something that's out there. It's 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 fictitious again. Whereas when you've got the person's name, it, it becomes that family member. It's got mm -hmm. um, it's got a different feeling to it, which is um, very relevant as well. Um, yeah. As it relates to that, um, you know, understanding your target market um, and going through the the, the significant changes that we have have been going through. Some of the questions um, as we've gone through the pandemic that I've seen sort of, or the trending questions was, you know, what people asking the, you know, my God, this, this, you know, what is my purpose? That became a question that was becoming more paramount for a lot of people. I don't like this. I, um, I perhaps I, you know, shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. You know, what should I be doing? What is my purpose? And now we're seeing um, in the States, you know, the great resignation, et cetera. So let's have a talk about 
purpose as it relates to the thirst within you know the thing that really gets you excited and juiced up and you know share us with uh, with us what you're seeing uh, trending because i can imagine what you're seeing <laughs> okay well the nork university in chicago uh this year surveyed um you know a sample of the american population mm. and they discovered that 14 percent of americans today are happy Wow. That, that is tragic. That is absolutely tragic. And and if you wanted to transplant those findings into Australia, mm. or Canada or any other West, Western country, I, I'm mm. pretty sure you would find a similar result. Mm. Now, my feelings and thoughts on this based on, on years of working with people mm. at this level in relation to them finding fulfillment and purpose within their lives is that the biggest problem is people, firstly, all of us at some point come from a place of wounding. Yeah. So we are yeah. all in that space. Secondly, the majority of people mm. do not believe that they're worthy of good mm. things. So then people begin to self-sabotage and, you know, the whole thing goes on. And the biggest thing apart from that is that people chase what's external to them for fulfillment mm. so whatever you're chasing um blue and bright shiny things and jet skis and big mansions and shiny bmws mm. um you're going to be empty in here and mm. there's nothing wrong with those things when they are in alignment with your purpose and your values mm. so finding your purpose you need to go in here and find out who you truly are that is mm. the first thing that's foundational to building a business empire. It's mm -hmm. foundational to creating a community. It's foundational to a good family. It's foundational to mm. everything. Mm. Until you know who you are and until you know what your values are and, um, and have a good grasp on that, you're just wandering through mm. life. Mm. A lot of people say to me, um, you know, these opportunities come my way and I've got this great idea. And my response to those people is, does it align with your values? Mm. And is it in sync with your purpose and vision? Because mm. if it's not, it's a distraction. Yeah, yeah. And, and, so and don't we love those? Yeah, we, we do, because it makes us feel busy. It makes mm. us, if we actually succeed in that thing that's come, that distraction, and we actually start to make progress, we feel successful. Mm. But is it taking you away from your purpose or even mm. discovering what your purpose is? Mm. Mm. For 2,000 years, you know, religion has taught us that, um, you know, we need to look outside of ourselves for the answers, yeah. that we need an external saviour, um, yeah. not looking here. Yeah. And I think that's um, the um, the looking within um, when it even comes to um, the concepts of if with your heart marketing um, and the concepts of understanding somebody else, you actually have to understand yourself first. Yeah. To be able to, uh, to create the progress and impacts. Sorry, keep going. Just, you just had an insight there. I'll let you continue. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, I think to the other thing is the expectation, the external expectation that other people place on you and me on mm. how, they think we should be living and and on in what direction they think we should be going 
Mm. And, you know, a lot of people give into that because it's really bullying in, in a lot of respects, you know, somebody. Mm. So when you start walking in your purpose and living in your purpose, you tend to make those that aren't doing that very uncomfortable. And what they want to do to make themselves feel better about their miserable existence is pull you back down into their pit of misery. Yeah. We call it in Australia, Sally, as you know, uh, tall poppy syndrome. Syndrome, yep. Very much so. (laughs) I think too um, with with that um, the scenario where you're on, on, I use the term quest, you, you found your, or you're searching for your quest or the thing that's driving you and your purpose and that we do um, live as it relates to other people's expectations. I've got, got a, in my notes, I've got a big expectations in capital, uh, capital letters because I wanted to dig into this with you because I do think we, we do get tied in to other people's expectations. I need to have X job. I remember having conversations uh, with uh, part, previous partners that was going, that's it, I've had enough. I'm, I'm not doing this whole employment thing. I, you know, I did the self-employment, little bit of employment, um, oh, let's do more employment. Let's and, and I did that dive in, dive out, and then I just had this stuff at moment, and I just went, "That's it." And the level of um, oh my god, panic because it was the the step was that leap of faith. It was unknown, but I trusted it. Um, but the other people around me, I got the oh my god, you, you can't believe you're giving up such a good job. I can't believe that you, you know, what about your security? What about your family? But that that was such a good company uh, and all those things. Oh, you're laughing now, so please elaborate. <laughs> no, no, I've been there. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I walked out in, I walked out of a great corporate job with, um, with the biggest electronic uh, digital marketing company in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. I walked out of that because it conflicted with my values. I didn't want to be part of the media um, machine anymore. I, I, it really conflicted with my values, and I yeah. I knew I could I knew I could do more. And so I I left with no business plan, just a knowing within me, and a, a knowing that if I followed my values and followed my passion, everything would unfold. And within within, I will say six weeks of doing that. I was at capacity. I could not handle yeah. another client. And I have been at capacity ever since. So I, I have a bit of a waiting list for with clients, but that's okay. Yeah. We we work towards those timelines. But you know what? The biggest thing at the moment in the world is people just have to back themselves. Mm. And you can do that in a much greater capacity when you know who you are, when you really mm. know who you are and you really understand what your purpose is. Now, one of the things I notice working with people in this space is that a lot of people get hung up on their purpose. Now, your purpose isn't etched in stone. It's very fluid and it's allowed to change. But your mission, on the other hand, is etched Ooh. in stone. And Ooh. your mission, yeah, your mission should be, I guess, your guiding star. It's the, it's because when you know where you're going, it's easy to get there. Mm. Uh, your purpose are the destinations on the way to fulfilling your mission. So, mm. You know, we need to be fluid. We need to allow ourselves or give ourselves permission to explore within the realms of our values and who we are. We need to be able to experience life because that's why we're here. It's not about stuff. Everything mm. that's external to us is just stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the real value comes in the integrity you have in your life, the values mm. that you, you hold dear to, and the relationships that you have with those around you that really matter. Um, mm. That's that's they're the good things in life. Everything else is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just um, ask a question in there as well? Because I think um, there's a tie in. Um, I'm feeling a tie in for myself, and I imagine many of the uh, listeners are as well. And this is going to tie in with, with around that expectation. So we've we've had all this big change. Uh, people are asking, you know, what is my purpose? And now we've got the expectations that we have to nail our purpose and that we have. So we get we move out of the fluidity of that and we move into the rigid rigidness of, uh, you know, I've got to do this. And, and straight away, we've, you know, I've gone from being relaxed to like this because we, you know, we're in force instead of flow. So can you talk us through some of the uh, maybe some examples where you've seen that and how people can overcome that rigidness of purpose to find their flow within that and sort of uh, find the balance of understanding who they are and what they're here to do? Yes. The seventh principle in shamanism is that effectiveness is the me measure of truth. So when you look at your life and what's unfolding, when you're saying or doing something and there's no evidence there to support it, it's not truth. You're kind of mm. kidding yourself. And when you can be real and honest and raw with yourself and admit that and acknowledge that you're actually pushing in the wrong direction, and if you're pushing, that's not flow. Mm. So where there's resistance, that's not flow. Mm. And, you know, this is coming from a another perspective now i know there's those corporate people out there that go come on we've got to do this push 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 you know yeah. we're going to set the world on fire well setting the world on fire doesn't achieve much being mm. in flow does mm. so it's a it's a mindset thing and the big thing is you know it was the apostle paul who said bring every thought into captivity and make it accountable that, that's my version that's my paraphrased mm. version of that so getting your headspace right, understanding the programming, understanding why you think what you think mm -hmm. uh, is key to freeing your mind and mm. and allowing yourself to be in flow. Mm. You have five seconds when somebody asks you a question and gives you an opportunity or give yeah, you, they provide you with an opportunity to do something. You have mm. approximately five seconds where you've got the little wheel spinning like on the computer screen of free yeah. thinking where, where you can respond from an intuitive perspective before mm. your program kicks in and goes no sorry that's too dangerous or no that's too much risk or no that's just not convenient mm. so it's understanding that creating hacks within your mind that can press a pause button on that and come mm. from a place of intuition and listen to your soul mm. So mm. you want to be in flow flow is the place where Doors open effortlessly. Mm. Flow is the place where you don't need to push your way into anything. Mm. And we've all been in flow and we all know what it feels like to go, oh, my God, all these things just happened. It was amazing. Mm. It's like a miracle. Well, that's flow. Mm. And it's a very real place to be day in and day out. And mm. it's, it's not complicated. It's not hard. It's just all about letting go and understanding who you really are in this amazing universe that we're all living in. Mm, mm. And I think if it also too with that, we have always all been in that zone where we've lost time and we've been enjoying in, in total bliss and enjoyment um, and we lose time. 
and um, there's that effortless flow as you said there's all those serendipitous moments and, and when you look back you go oh my god that happened and that happened and that happened which is that extreme flow but we're so used to programmed expect is the expectations thing again that we expect them almost to be fleeting so therefore mm. they are so yeah. it is and that's where that about imbalance is again isn't it yeah um the third principle of shamanism is energy flows where attention goes the first principle is the world is as you see it so mm. we we have the ability to tap into things that we've been well, i wouldn't say we've been told we can't but we just don't believe that they're there or we're not aware of them there are things in this living energetic universe that can serve us and serve us really well if we know how and if we know the way so energy flows where attention goes uh, absolutely you know people talk about the law of attraction uh, like attracts like um, it, it's all there we've all experienced it everything mm. in our lives is the direct result of our focus and intentions whether we're aware mm. of it or not mm. yeah brilliant thank you um i'd love i'm just having a look at my, one of my questions one of the i'm going to come back to this because this we've sort of talked around this in one of your in one of the chapters in your book there was a statement that really hit me to the point that i've got a great big pencil circle around it and highlight across it and that was the world is looking for unique and, and amazing it's looking for you the world doesn't need another elvis the world doesn't need another I don't know whoever me you what we bring as an individual is completely and purely unique now mm. i i'm my heart breaks when i see young girls young guys people of any age looking mm. in the mirror and feeling mm. completely completely inadequate because they don't fit the mold that society has uh, I'm like, you know, it's rubbish and people buy into this and people mm. invest into it. You are a sovereign being, you know, you, you are mm. one of a kind. That in itself is a miracle. Mm. So being your authentic self and delivering who you are to the world, to the market, to your mm. community, to whatever, that's where the power is because mm. nobody wants another cookie cutter version of somebody else trying to be somebody else mm. nobody wants you know I, mean, I, I love elvis right and i use elvis as the example i have there are a couple of good elvis impersonators out there most of them are terrible and uh, it, it does my head in it's like you know if you really want to pursue music and you've got a passion for elvis's music put your own flavor on it do it yourself let him inspire mm. you don't try to be him i mean yeah mm. you might be trying to let the, the legacy alive but man you know follow your own truth mm. be in your own flow respond mm. to what is coming into your space and be inspired by that and be you be your authentic mm. self mm. brilliant thank you and some of the other words that you used um as it relates and it, uh, this may be a little bit more marketing skewed but i think it's individual skewed as well uh, was the word substance as it as it tied into the intent in, in being intentional so finding the so sorry you, i've just seen that drop so i'll let let you go from there 
<laughs> well, substance is, you know, what is your substance? Mm. If you don't know what your substance is, you need mm. to find out. If yeah. you don't know who you are, what's driving you, what you're really about, you know, if I were to say to you, if I met you at a barbecue or an event, Sally, I said, hi, Sally, tell me about yourself. Mm. Most people would say, well, I do this for a job. I'm married yeah. to this person. I've got three children and I like bushwalking or I like long walks on the beach. beach yeah. You've told me nothing about you but everything about the external. Yeah. Um, and I know that's a little bit of social conditioning, but who yeah. are we? Like, what is driving you? Where are you coming from? That's what. Yeah. If you're if you're in business, if you're trying to sell something, if you're trying to pitch something, if you're trying to build a community, a brand, mm. people need to know where are you. What's your substance? Mm. Mm. What's at What's at the heart of you? Why do you yeah. Why do you do what you do? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And if you're wanting to break ground in 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 communicating with your brand, your product, your 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 business, mm. you come from that place and be authentic around it, you will inspire and engage with people because yeah. they don't want to see somebody else trying to be somebody else. They want to see you and what you have to offer. Mm. Which I think ties into the the whole, you know, the gurus, uh, uh, the, listening to the guru at the front of the room is over because people are starting to see the truth behind that. Um, you know, people running in, uh, uh, running to the back of the room and then, you know, then running off into the sunset with all of your cash with no, you know, deliverables. Don't get me started on that. I've been entrenched in that arena for very, very many years previously. But I also think um, around that is there's that real shift where people are now going, oh, I've just had a hinky feeling. So that intuitiveness is actually coming through for people and they're actually experiencing more moments of it. They might not yet um understand it enough or accept it enough but i think that that something's not right uh feeling in us is awakened would i be right in saying something like that absolutely um look uh you know you've got to listen you've got to listen to your heart you know we've got to get out of this place and in, you've got to get out of the head and into the heart because mm. the heart is you know the domain of the soul the head, the brain is just a, a computer that helps us stay alive and make logical decisions and arrive at outcomes. So mm -hmm. be guided by your heart. That's what I say. Now, yeah. uh, just to just to talk about this guru thing, um, mm. I'm not an astrologer, okay? I am not an astrologer, and I certainly I'm not into tabloid astrology, but I do acknowledge um, the ancient art and skill of reading the astrological um, world and, and what mm -hmm. that means. And there's a lot of talk around the age of Aquarius and, and I'm mm -hmm. probably responsible for a bit of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we truly are, you know, the world's been turned on its head. We all know that. We can't deny that. Mm -hmm. There are things unfolding that none of us would have ever imagined in our own lifetimes. Um, you know, look what's happening in Australia at the moment. It's, it's beyond belief. But what's happening is we're, we're moving out of this old age of Pisces structure where it was all about control and gurus and rigid belief, and masculine energy, and we're moving into this beautiful age of humanity called the Golden Age, which mm. has been prophesied for thousands of years from cultures right across the globe, mm. and it's called the Age of Aquarius. And in the Age of Aquarius, it's all about giving the power back to the people. It's mm. about... There's no gurus 
we're sharing our knowledge. We're sharing in the abundance mm. of all this. It's not utopia, but it's closer than we've probably ever been. Mm. And so what we're seeing at the moment in the world is we're seeing a lot of these old power structures, religions, governments, uh, mm. education systems collapsing. And mm. it's happening in a relatively peaceful way. Yeah. We're not at war with anybody. We've This is all unfolding and and I think this comes back to understanding the energy of the times. And, mm. and if we look and we're honest with ourselves and we get rid of our conditioning and programming and look at it with an open mind and an open heart, mm. we can say, yep, yeah, that has some that has mm. that has some real valid points. Um, mm. so yeah, age of the guru is gone. It's yeah. it's dusted. It's we're now in this new space where everybody can be empowered if they choose to to be i think you've touched on something else there for me and i'm going to come back to the empowerment but i've noticed uh, in my own world in the last probably i don't know 12 probably not quite 12 months there's a lot more conversation around collaboration and you the work when you said shared knowledge i went oh my god that's so true because people are sharing knowledge obviously there's lots of knowledge on the internet and we you know we can find so many free resources but i mean more than that people are actually having those heart-to-heart -heart conversations they're actually sharing the vulnerable stories and sharing the insights around that so there's more of that um humanity collaboration of humanity um and the sharing of knowledge in that way mm, I, I think too um what's happening at the moment is a lot of people had invested a lot of energy and resources mm. into things that one may no longer even exist or mm. two have a very short future now or very short use by mm. date mm. so people are actually starting to look within and say there has to be more mm. Than, mm. than all of this so mm. um i know from my own personal experience that collaboration for me has never been uh as as big in what mm. i do as what it is today and mm. that again that's happened in the last probably three four five months for me mm. Mm. Um, it's the energy of the time it's it's this mm. um willingness to help each other mm. uh, it's willingness to all move forward together exactly. and create yeah, we've all been told we've got to create the new normal or there is a new normal i yeah. say let's take ownership over that and let's collectively create that together for the betterment yeah. of all humans yeah love that collectively that's yeah. that's our opportunity right now in mm. all of this chaos mm. and how would you suggest people um look to be able to do more of that if they're listening um to the uh, to the episode today or uh, to the podcast after um, as it relates to, because this ties into the empowerment, which is everything that you um, that you want for people. How do they um, start to become more aware? How do they start to listen listen to themselves a little bit more? What are some of the key things that they can perhaps start to percolate on or reflect on? Percolate is a great word. Mm. Probably probably the fact that I've only had two coffees today. But... <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I think percolate really is the word. It's about mm. uh, being intentional about mm. I need to know what's in here. So go mm. take 10 minutes, you know, meditate. Now, mm. meditation isn't sitting with your legs behind, with your ankles behind your neck in some kind of weird position in orange robes with beads on. Mm. Meditating is being still and waiting 
for this to speak to you. Um, most people struggle with that. You know, mm. five minutes, most people can't be silent for five minutes. But if you can do it for three, then the next day you can do it for five minutes. And then mm. maybe the week later you can do it for 10 minutes. And the empowerment that comes from that practice. Now, for me, that's a daily practice. It's, it's, mm. I have rituals that I do every day because I understand the power of rituals. Mm. My greatest priority, other than being thankful and having gratitude for everything, as soon as I open my eyes, that's part of my mm. ritual, is to go and meditate, mm. go deeply within here and listen and be still. Mm. Because mm. that, that will be your greatest source of strength and power. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'll just share with this. I've just I've been meditating off and on for a while. Haven't always found it easy. It's a struggle because my head's busy and I'm very very far, uh, fast power. And I've just and I've always listened with the earphones in. So it's been just a listening exercise for me when I've been listening to uh, guided meditations or or the uh, my own uh, mantras that I'm saying on a, in a recorded manner. But somebody, um, again, you know, serendipitously sends something to you and it absolutely hits you between the eyes and it's, it resonates really well with you. One of my girlfriends shared with me the most exquisite video that had um, beautiful movement in, uh, movement and uh, like a clots, 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 kaleidoscope. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, you know, those, those, it's, just, it's just beautiful. But the... Um, the other than the music behind it, it actually has flames flickering and burning so i've actually i'm actually very visually driven and i have actually found that it's only a little eight minute one but that's like my pre pre-game to the pre, to the to the real game so that's actually what helps me drop down because i've got something that i can visually focus and listen to and that's been, I suppose, if we call it a hack, that's been a little tiny hack that's actually improved my ability to be able to to meditate and be quiet for the for the half an hour, forty five minutes that I do. And that's what you have to do, Sally. It's finding what works for you because what mm. works for me is going to work for somebody else. It's yeah. and it's about again being intentional, um, mm. focusing your thoughts and intentions. I mean. If you're in the corporate world or you're in business and you want an edge over your competitors, mm. know who you are. Mm. Know what drives you. Know yeah. what guides you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, be led by vision. You know, vision inspires passion. So be passionate. I mean, your competitors are probably chasing numbers on a screen. Mm. That's unsustainable. It's, it's shallow and it's going to end in, you know, maybe a business with some money in the bank. But nothing at this level yeah. um so if you want to be competitive and you want to be uh, ahead of your competitors um go in here and focus and come from a place of love and peace mm -hmm. uh, believe you know pursue equality pursue mm -hmm. all the things that uh, resonate with your values and then mm -hmm. you don't even need to worry about what your competitors are doing mm -hmm. Just do, do your thing. So I'm going to ask you now, um, there, there was a fabulous story that you shared as it relate to um, what ended up was one client but ended up becoming two clients and that was the client that had the, um, the garden centre business. Can you share a little bit of their story? Because um, obviously yeah, I won't be a spoiler. It's going to go into spoiler alert there, I won't. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few stories out of that one, so I hope I yeah. get the right one. Um, the long story short there would be that um, 
I had some client. I have some. These clients have been my clients for five years now. So yes. we we we're obviously doing something, right? Yeah. Um, they were in a business. Uh, they had a, a national business here in Australia uh, in multiple states, and they acquired another business. And this business was uh, purchased before I started working with them. Mm. And for them, it seemed to fit within their where they were heading and and what where they saw the future mm. but it was such a, a distraction to them so going back to what i said earlier really yeah. Um, yeah. so what happened was i basically i turned up there one day and things weren't good they were really agitated about you know mm. how things were and i said just sell it just sell it this is this is a it's been a distraction it's mm. not your focus it's all every reason on earth is why, why you should get out of it mm. anyway they sold it and so the the new owners became my clients as well and mm. um and they're now also very successful so um you know, when you're coming from that place of truth and and providing value and being authentic and just being real you are seeding you are seeding uh opportunity and possibility all around you so mm. You know, when you when you come from a place of integrity and you're aligned with we're aligned with your values, um, good things follow. You don't yeah. need to push. This is again about being in flow. Mm. It's it's being led from here. It's being guided. It's being and it's responding to that, not reacting mm. to things. It's about yes. responding. So, good things come from the, those little things that we do just by being in flow. Success seeds. Mm. Yeah, I, that was exactly what I wanted uh, wanted you to share. So thank you. I think for me, um, it was um, when I read that story of you know how where where they were, and we talked about that um, as it related to it's that distraction. It's a good, it's a really good idea. It makes logical sense because of this, because of this, and we can, you know we can stack our evidence. I'm really good at stacking evidence, and it's right for all of the right reasons. But then you get into it and something's not quite right. That hinky feeling comes up and there's no flow and all the rest of it. So it then becomes its label changes as a good idea to a distraction. And being bold enough uh, and to see the truth enough to be able to actually sell it and then see things do this, the magic. Yeah, it is. And it's such a, it's so achievable for everybody. Like, mm. you know, I mean, we've all been guilty of it. I've been guilty. I mean, I'm the I'm the person that used to be oh something blue and something shiny, and I would be yeah. <laughs> chasing it off into the horizon, into the sunset. But mm. you know, time teaches us, and and when we're prepared to learn, and mm. um, when we're remain teachable, you know, you will learn and grow. And and when you remain in flow, which is the best place to be, mm. things just happen. Mm absolutely the serendipitous kicks in so as a as a um bit of a wind up as we've just got sort of four minutes or so left um your success tip at the time was manage and measure your expectations and i know we've talked a little bit around that is there anything else that you want to add in to make sure we've covered everything off for people to enable themselves to find their own empowering journey I think uh, given what's going on in the world today, uh, I, my advice to anybody, and, and I had this conversation with my own daughter who's only just turned 18 and leaving school and, 
embarking on life is mm. that you know don't give in to fear don't you know mm. what you fear owns you mm. and uh, what you invite in will make itself at home so mm. be really really intentional about what you're going to focus on and where you're going to be be really mm. intentional about seeking to be in flow understanding who you really are and be guided by your vision and your values because mm. when those two things are guiding you you really can't you really can't go astray mm. yeah and that comes back to the focus thing that's beautiful thank you i've my son's just turned 18 too so that was uh, perfectly timed you know thank you very much for the universe for timing that one for me as well absolutely <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Thank you very, very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I do want to make Thank sure you. that everyone has seen um, the website URL going across the screen so they can um, make and connect uh, with Shane on social media, predominantly on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Of course, we connected on LinkedIn. But yep. the website, sorry, did you? Oh, no, I was going to say uh, we did connect on LinkedIn and it's again, it's all about that community. Yeah, very much so. Um, so the website's www.shanemclay.com. E-A-Y. E-A, sorry, E-A-Y, thank you. So I'll just repeat that, S-H-A-N-E-M-C-L-E-A-Y. E yeah, dot com. Yeah, dot com, beautiful, thank you. Which which my website, uh, you talk about procrastinating and uh, being distracted. My website has been long overdue for an overhaul. So in the next couple of weeks, it will all be really sparkly and new. Beautiful. So there you go. Something to look out and something to excite the audience to be able to uh, check it out now and then um, see the new, new vision and the new version of that website very, very soon. Thank you so much for sharing so much of your uh, wisdom with us today. It was an absolute pleasure. Lots of fabulous insights. Thanks, Sally. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you very much. And make sure you do connect with Shane on social media and follow him. There's lots of wisdoms and lots of sharing um, that goes on across the communities. So thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you next week on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Take care. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I trust you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern for more Success Secrets Exposed.